Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Welcome to episode 122 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. Guys, we're on the other side of Easter. Do you feel that big exhale? Does it feel good to you? I hope it does. Uh, We love you. We've got some great stuff uh, planned for you today. You know, we've been telling you about these three E's. These are the things that we're about. We want to entertain you. We want to encourage you. We want to equip you. That's what we're here to do. And when I think about people who can certainly equip and encourage, but people who can entertain, one of the first names that comes to my mind, Big Yancey. <laughs> and we've got her right here today. I think that's a compliment. <laughs> It is absolutely a compliment. I'm picturing that clown, that clown emoji that people use all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So you guys, you know, the podcast world is like so sophisticated and really upper level. Like I've recorded this in so many really unusual places. And today I'm in my normal place, but Jen is in like a... some sort of storage closet yeah. at yeah. church, storage right? Space. <laughs> yes, right. That's it, that's the way. It, that's the way we that's roll. The way we're man. rolling today. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's all right, though. It's all right. It's, this is high quality it production right, here, man. you guys. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so good to be here, guys. This is what we're doing today. We're gonna um, share some resources with you. Obviously, we're gonna take a few moments and laugh at some prayer concerns you guys delivered this last week over Easter. So I cannot yes. wait to hear um, what Brian has has in store for us with prayer concerns. And then we're going to be sharing um, an incredible conversation we had with Zach Neese. Um, It was really, really amazing. Go grab a pen Mm. and a piece of paper or your notes section of your phone. Open it up now because um, he he just dropped some fire. But Got to be prepared for this. Yeah, yeah. Brace yourself. Take a a few breaths. Grab some water because it's coming. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But before we get to um, all of that, I'm going to share a little bit about our sponsor, Planning Center. Now, Planning Center, they make software that's designed to help you find freedom to focus on what really matters in your ministry. And we all know that that is people. Planning Center is a set of online software products, and you can subscribe to them individually, or you can use them all together as a full church management system. Um, And here's what is just incredible about them. You can always try any product of theirs free for 30 days. They recently launched a new product called Publishing, and basically this is a way to create custom pages within the Church Center mobile app and on their website. Um, You can add content, you can share sermons with your congregation, and you can do all of that through the Church Center app and the website. So go check it out now, planningcenter.com. Sign me up. Sign me up for some of that planning center. (laughs) It's the best stuff ever, guys. It's the best stuff. And if you if you don't if you didn't have the privilege of being in ministry like back in the nineties or even earlier, Mm -hmm. earlier than Jen and I, you don't you may not fully appreciate how amazing planning center is, but just trust us. It's unbelievable. One of my favorite tools on services is that matrix. Do you use do you use the matrix? I do. Man, that that's a game changer. Especially for campuses, man, because I'm trying. I'm usually that's something that I have forgotten, yep. and my uh, 
assistant is like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. So I'm just in there, bam, bam, bam. Yep. That's great. Go check it out. And you know, they have that auto scheduling. I have not used that feature. Function. I have not. I have used it and then edited it. So like planning center will look at your people and it'll like, if you're, you auto schedule drummers, it'll go to the drummer who hasn't served in the longest time and it'll just auto schedule nice. for you. So nice. Yeah, a little secret sauce, a little yeah, secret sauce yeah. of the trade, yeah. you know? <laughs> so how are you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. Easter's over. I know. I'm like, I think I recovered. <laughs> I think. <laughs> that, that last episode we did, we were all a little slap happy. Oh my gosh, into that was it. so much fun. Yeah, that was so much fun. We couldn't keep straight face. No. Um, it was great. But Easter's over yeah. and now it's onward and upward. We're headed mm-hmm. to spring and summer. I guess you're already maybe in the throes of summer since you live in Phoenix. Yeah, but yeah. we've been in the 90s and I'm not happy about it, but you know. Good night. Yeah. Good night. It's, it's... Um, okay. Very important question for you, Jen. Okay. This is a glimpse into Big Yonce. <laughs> Mountains or beach? I'm a beach. What's, your, what's your vacation? I'm, I'm a beach person. You're a beach all the way. person. Yeah, very it's, rarely. There's some rare occasions where I think m- mountains can be magical, but yeah, be- yeah. beach is where it's at. I'll, I will pick the beach nine times out of ten. Yeah, 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 I totally agree. I am also a beach person. I know yeah. that there are many, many people who love to snow ski. Mm. I do not understand that. No, the thought of that is one of the most terrifying things to me. That it feels like just this reckless abandoned downhill a thousand miles an hour on something that's slick i don't understand i'm like i don't like the idea of being strapped to a board or Mm, two boards flying downhill at an intense speed i i yeah i mean i know i get that it's fun i've always been afraid to try skiing or snowboarding and then the older i got the more scared i am to like break my hip yeah, right. I hear you. <laughs> my hip, specifically my hip. So <laughs> my husband's always like, you're not that old. But I'm like, no, I, but I, yeah. So no thanks. Throw me on the beach with a, with a chair. Oh yeah. Good book, an umbrella, maybe a nice, you know, drink, snack, you know, something refreshing. Don't so get carried mo- away with most that. Of what you just, most of what you just mentioned, everything except the beach, we're all going to have in September. Yeah. When we go Mm -hmm. to the experience conference. Now, Disney has their own beaches at different resorts. I don't think ours has a beach, but it has everything else. Mm. And we're going to be there September 7th through the 10th. It's going to be fantastic. Guys, if you haven't checked out experienceconference.com, go check it out. We've got uh, Brandon Lake. Uh, We've got Red Rocks. We've got Vertical Worship. We've got Natalie Grant. Like the list goes on and on and on. Uh, they just announced uh, Joe L. Barnes from Maverick City Music. You guys, it's going to be fire. So join yeah. us. We're going to record an, a live episode, like an episode of the podcast with a live audience. And if I'm you've so not excited. been a part of those in the past, it is so much fun. So yeah. come ready. I'll be there. Jen will be there. Scott. Long year will be there. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to get a t-shirt Fantastic. cannon before. before. Oh, we got to do that. That would be so But I fun. really want to misuse it. Like, I don't want people to know I'm going to hide in hallways <laughs> and just fire worship leader props t-shirts <laughs> at unsuspecting so it's it's God. kind of a it's kind of apologetic because they would get yeah. something something that's shot yes. at and they would get that. So yeah, right, yeah. And we're working on a, a double secret uh, WLP hangout sometime during the conference. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it's really going to be awesome. So join us. It's a worship conference at Walt Disney World and it's going to be yep. fire. So we hope 
that you will join us. And speaking of hope, I hope you've had a chance to go to worshipleaderprobs.com and check out the online store. Uh, We've been kind of quietly adding lots and lots of shirt Mm -hmm. options for you. As promised, this week we released uh, leg one of the Prayer Concerns series. So um, yeah, there's lots (laughs) and lots of stuff in there. If you haven't checked out the online store, go check it out. We're having right. some Right, and in case you're new and you aren't sure what, what is Prayer Concerns, why do you have Prayer Concerns t-shirts, we're going to head into this segment just to help you gain a little bit of understanding. This is a little portion we like to call Prayer Concerns. So game, we've done this. We've we've uh, we've done this from the very beginning. Prayer concerns, you know, your church they like to tell you what they think, and they might use the prayer request section of your connection card. They might use the chat of your live stream. They might uh, they might be feeling a little extra. They'll go Google review, Yelp review, just to really mm-hmm. tell you what they're thinking. A little thinking. bold, they might and, go uh, face to face. That's what we we like to share those. <laughs> Maybe face to face, right? So uh, that's what prayer concerns are. So people send these in from all over the world. Uh, they're totally anonymous. We won't ever share your name or your church's name. Like Scott mentioned last week, why would you want your church's name associated <laughs> with some of this stuff? So uh, we won't ever share that, but we share these on the podcast. So uh, keep them coming. You can uh, go to worshipleaderprobs.com, select the prayer concerns tab and uh, submit yours anonymously there. So let's jump right in. Prayer concern number one. This was on a connection card, handwritten. It says, one request. Our praise team is wonderful, but we need smiles on their faces. Worshiping Christ is happy, rejoicing time to be present and praising our Lord. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like yeah, a fantasy yeah, island yeah, moment, you know? Yeah, okay. Smiles, everyone, <laughs> smiles. That's a tough one. <laughs> I, I mean, because I mean, there, there's, there's truth to that, but sometimes I could... It's a yeah. little tough to smile the whole time. <laughs> it is, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you want to really focus on worship, sometimes you got maybe maybe it's not a smiley no, right? look, you know. Yeah. Right. All right. Number two, prayer concern number two. One time, my friends invited our band director to church, who is also a Christian, and he criticized the whole worship team and told them they were terrible. To their face. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> that, that's so oh, savage, man. That, yeah. From an educator. Why would you do that? Yeah. yeah oh, man. <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh, okay. Number three. Prayer concern number three. For Easter, we had a virtual sunrise service live stream. Okay. A virtual sunrise service live stream. Okay. And this is the comment. And it says, I attended. My car was hit in the parking lot. They left a large dent and no note. White or grayish paint in the dent. My car is blue. If anyone saw anything, I would love to know. Very saddened that in this environment, basic Christian principles of honesty were not upheld. So the worship leader goes on to say, I direct messages the person, I messaged the person to find out more information. I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt and thought to myself, maybe they came to our regular service and accidentally posted the comment on the wrong service. When they responded to my direct message, we learned the sunrise service that they had attended had thousands of worshipers. 
Our church averages 130 in attendance. <laughs> and as I said in the beginning, our sunrise service was virtual. <laughs> it was virtual only. <laughs> they posted the comment on the wrong church. Oh, man. <laughs> Double check, guys. Before before those fingers get to blazing, just, just make sure you're at the right. Really let them yeah. have it, too, man. Really let them have it. <laughs> oh, man. Guy, oops, my bad. <laughs> Copy, paste, find the correct church. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. gosh. If anyone saw. Okay. Oh. Number four. Prayer concern number four. <laughs> So sorry. Sometimes these get me mad. They get me so good. Okay, number four. The guys in the sound booth didn't realize that the sound booth microphone was on in my in ears today. One of the guys said, Jeez, Claire is such a dictator today. No. That's me. I'm Claire. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's 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 your sin will find you out right there. That's <laughs> right. That's clear. I'm clear. Hey guys. <laughs> oh man. Oh Lord. Okay, number five. Prayer concern number five. This is the last one. It's the bottom of the pudding cup. And it says, On our wedding day, my husband is a pastor. On our wedding day, as we were walking back down the aisle after our ceremony, a lady from our congregation reached out, grabbed my hand pulled me in really close and, close and breathed in a low voice. We got you now. <laughs> what does that even mean? Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've read that oh. 10 times to try to get ready for this recording and it gets me every time. I don't We got you now. What does that mean? I don't think it's good. No. I don't, I would not interpret that as a good. Church people, stop being scary. So fam, those are, <laughs> stop being creepy, man. You guys out there, uh, those are prayer concerns. As I said before, those are always anonymous. Uh, so send them to us. You can DM them on Instagram or you can uh, go to worshipleaderprobs.com and uh, submit them through the prayer concerns tab. Guys, uh, so many of you uh, have read the book, How to Worship a King. And uh, it is has been impactful, and uh, we had a chance to sit down with the author of that book, who is on staff at Gateway Church in Dallas, and it's just a, a really, really unbelievable guy, was super generous with his time, and I really hope that you will uh, dial in. As Jen said earlier, grab you know, the Notes app on your phone or a pen and paper and go old school, and uh, just enjoy this conversation with Mr. Zach Neese. Well, the Worship Leader Props podcast is thrilled to have Mr. Zach Neese with us today. Hello there. How are you doing? Hey, Brian. It's really good to be here with you. Thank you for having oh, me. Oh, man. Man, you've been on the wish, wish list for a long, long time. Um, this uh, And even just in this pre-conversation, there's tons of laughs and lots of good stuff. So I'm really, really excited for this. Um, so just to get some housekeeping out of the way, you are a worship pastor yeah. at Gateway Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you serve. Uh, Mark Harris has been on the the podcast and is just a dear friend of. He's been really encouraged, encouraging to us uh, since we started this. And you are the author of a book that's on just about every worship leader's shelf called "How to Worship a King." 
and um, the father of six. Yeah, that's right. Father <laughs> yeah. of six. And he's still smiling, man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. What else do you do? So, so amazing. That's so okay. Uh, how, how have how have how six kids? How yeah. how have you done during what has been an unbelievably crazy year for all of us? Oh, we had a blast. I we had so much fun. I, we loved being at home. Um, my wife. I don't remember if it was my wife or I that got the idea to, to pitch a tent in the backyard and call it the tent of meeting. So if anyone was starting to go stir crazy, or you know needed to be grounded from the house. The kids went out there and they did Bible studies and they prayed and Jen was out there praying sometimes. And, uh, you know, we, we ended up using it for what it was, you know, meant for We used it for prayer and we used it. Uh, the kids would get in there and have uh, overnighters with each other. And it was a blast. We had a great time. So much good family time. And of course, there's a lot, a lot that we were praying about and uh, the, the world was turning upside down. But uh, in a way, mm. it felt like a gift. So mm, 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 grateful. Mm. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. Well, Zach, can you tell us a little bit about your journey into ministry? You're at Gateway, like Brian said, but maybe you can just give us a glimpse into that journey leading you to Gateway. Okay. How far do you want to go back? As far back Man. as you want. <laughs> You have the floor. Do you, do you want? Do you want to go back to BC? Because I used to play heavy metal before I got saved. Oh, come on! Now I do yeah. want to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Now we have to. I didn't say I was good at it, <laughs> <laughs> but I was. A, I was a heavy metal musician. I guess there's my air quotes. You can't hear that. Um, I I got saved in Austin, Texas. Uh, after an abortion, I took a girlfriend in. She was my fiance at the time, and and made her get an abortion. I wasn't saved. She was pregnant and uh, took me years to admit it, but I was scared out of my mind. I was scared to death. And so um, being the, the, the man of uh, low character that I was, uh, my solution was to take her in and, and, uh, and have her get an abortion. And, and as she was on the table, um, I remembered, I had a flashback from my childhood, and I didn't remember any prayers from my youth except this one. I prayed that I would have a woman who would love me unconditionally and a son. I was like 10 years old. Who prays for something like that? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so while she's on the table, um, I realized that the only two things I'd ever asked God for, I was destroying at the same time. And it was mm. the first time mm. I felt conviction of sin. Mm. felt convicted. So I ran from God for about a year. Our relationship fell apart. And I ended up, um, she ended up... Uh, having a, a real hard time after that. I had a hard time after that. Ended up one day laying in the grass in the, at the Laguna Gloria Art Museum in Austin, Texas, and looking up at the sky. And I knew that she didn't care about God. And, and uh, for some reason, he wanted my attention. I didn't get it. I didn't like him. I told him, mm -hmm. I don't love you. I love mm -hmm. her. And if she's going to go to hell, I want to go to hell too. Wow. And I had... I. I had I don't even know how else to explain it. God showed up. Like the the sky opened and I was surrounded by light and there was a figure in the light. And I just finished saying, if she's going to go to hell, I want to go to hell too. And he said, that's how much I love you. And then he explained the gospel to me. And I told him that if he loved me that much, I would do anything he wanted me to for the rest of my life. Couldn't spit in the face of that kind of love anymore. And wow. uh, man, I got radically saved. <laughs> wow. So needless to say, uh, I had no idea what worship was. I didn't know anything. And, and so um, I put my electric guitar down because all I knew was, uh, you know, Metallica and stuff like that. 
and and I picked up an acoustic guitar and shut myself in my room and I would just pick up my guitar and talk to God. Mm-hmm. And as I played and I talked to God, I'd feel his his presence come into the room. So I was having these meetings with God all by myself and I had no idea what I was doing. I just I was just trying to get to know this this God who who who'd done so much for me, right? Mm. Um it took a while for me to get dragged into church because I didn't like Christians. Uh, I I didn't like church. I was I was a pretty bigoted person in in terms of I was very judgmental in terms of church, and I'd been hurt by the church. That was why. So when I finally got some friends who dragged me into the church, um, they asked me to lead worship one time, and uh, <laughs> came in. I, you know, I'd, I'd just been leading myself in worship, which if you're ever going to be a worship leader, if you can't lead yourself in worship, please don't try to lead anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there in this room on a table. I asked everyone in the room to turn their chairs to the back wall so they're facing the back wall. <laughs> I didn't want them looking at me while I was leading worship. <laughs> And and I'm singing these songs. I learned some songs because when I was singing, when I, mean, I was meeting with God, I'd just sing whatever. I didn't know any church songs, <clears throat> so I learned some of their church songs. I'm singing these songs. They weren't singing them the way I knew them. It sounded terrible. I broke a string. Everything went out of tune. I kept going. I broke a second <laughs> string, and I'm sitting there on the table going, "This is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. I'm never doing this again." Uh, and people started coming up to me and going, man, that was anointed. Can you come back next week? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured if their standards were that low, yeah, yeah might as well try it again. <laughs> so that's how I started leading worship. I started leading worship in, in smaller groups, which I think is great. I think is yeah, well, yeah. first leading myself in worship and then, you know, leading about 10 to 20 people in worship. And never wanted to be a worship pastor, never wanted to be a pastor of anything, never wanted to be a leader of anything. I kind of went kicking and screaming into the whole thing. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so great. That's so great. Wow. wow, 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 wow. And when does Gateway come into the story for you? So I, um, my wife is in Pennsylvania. Uh, she was in Pennsylvania. Her dad's church was there. I was, uh, I was the teacher in Maryland. And I was uh, doing autism therapy and, and teaching kids with special needs. And he asked me to come and be their worship pastor. So I spent five years in this little church, mm-hmm. a bitty church, being a worship pastor. And there are not many resources at the time. And so I had to come up with resources to train the congregation, right, and to train my teams. Um, went from there to Christ for the Nations, uh, was briefly a student and then the director and, and helped write their curriculum. They still use a lot of that curriculum today. And in Christ the Nations, I met a couple of guys from Gateway Church. Uh, one of them was Thomas Miller, and, and one of them was Walker mm-hmm. Beach. Walker and I were really wow. close friends. Mm-hmm. So another church after that in Alabama, uh, and they they came and visited me several times in Alabama and asked me to come, and, and it ended up that's what the Lord wanted me to do. So Jen and I packed up the kids and came back to Texas. That's 15 years ago. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Okay. So, how to worship a king? Yeah, um, it's one of those books that has impacted so many of us who serve the local church in worship. And uh, can you can you tell us a little bit about the process of writing it? Like it, it de- this it's not a uh, I would not describe this as a, like a casual conversation about worship. Like this is a deep dive yeah. uh, about worship. So is this? Uh, 
it, it, it definitely felt like something you were really burdened to share with the with the larger church. So what when you were creating this, what what would what did you hope the takeaway would be or some of the takeaways? Um wow, man. <clears throat> so my heart burns for the return of the Lord. My heart burns mm-hmm. for his kingdom and his 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 for his glory to cover the earth like the waters cover the seas. And and I had I'd been putting together this material for a decade because I'd trained worship teams and congregations. I always believe in training a congregation, not just a team. Mm-hmm. And um and I'd been doing it at Gateway too. And and one year, uh, at the beginning of the year, we we're having a first conference. <clears throat> the pastor encouraged us to ask God what he wanted us to do that year. And and I said, God, what do you want me to do this year? And he said, When are you gonna do what I told you to do? <laughs> and I knew exactly what he meant. <laughs> I'd been putting off writing this book because I was so intimidated by the whole process. And so so I obeyed and I had a friend who let me borrow his house because he was out of the house one day a week. And with six kids, we never have true quiet, you know. Sure. Right, right. So I went into this guy's house and uh, and I would pray until I felt like the download of God. I already had years of experience. I had a ton of notes. And as soon as I felt the download of God, I would sit down and start typing. And I typed a chapter a day for 13 days. And that's the book. It has very wow. minimal editing wow. to it. I am grateful for the people that helped me with it. But it was a download. And it was... Uh, it felt, um, it felt important, and I was praying the entire time. I don't want to write a book just to be somebody's coffee coaster. I'm not interested mm-hmm. in vanity projects. You know, I, I want to do something that'll serve the bride of Christ and, mm-hmm. and will serve mm-hmm. the kingdom of God and will serve as a legacy, so that the generations who come after me won't have to fight for the land that I'm standing in. They'll be able to use it as a fortification to go out and conquer something. Come else, on, right? Yeah. Come on. So all of those things were going through my head as I was writing it and just prayerful that somebody would get a hold of it and make a mm. difference, you know. Mm. Mm. I remember years ago I came across those uh, the Gateway Trainer videos, which I don't I don't know at what point yeah. those were made, but so I was grabbing those cuz again I'm like trying to teach, you know, younger members on the team cuz like you said we have to teach the congregation, but if the team ourselves just don't even understand worship, how are we going to teach the congregation? So but then those vanished and I was so frustrated. I'm like, "Oh my goodness, how do I get this content and I found your book and your book is just, that's my number one go-to. Anytime anyone says, hey, what should I read? It's always How to Worship King. That's where you need to start. I can give you others down the road um, because it's just so good. So I want to thank you for that book because well, it's absolutely incredible. Well, thank you for reading it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I keep picking it back up. I go back to it over and over again. But there's there's a few stories that you share in there. You share some really um, vulnerable moments in your life. You already kind of talked about that story with your um, your former fiance all those years ago when you got saved. But um, there's one particular story um, that you shared about God using your need for healing to teach you humility. Can you share that story with our listeners? Oh my gosh. You know, if we start talking about this, like half the people who are listening are are, are completely going to shut us off because they don't, <laughs> they don't believe that God works in suffering. A good father wouldn't allow you to suffer, would he? I have six kids. Sometimes they need to suffer. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> you don't develop character without that. So um, people argue with me about this and, and really opinions don't matter to me. What matters to me is what God said. So, um, I've had all kinds of injuries and broken bones and things like that. I was a little rough when I was younger. So 
I've slept through the night one time since I was 19 years old. I have, uh, it, I'm, I just hurt all over the place. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with it. I used to be frustrated with it, but I would go down for every, um, every healing altar time. Uh, I went down to this, I was in this Japanese church one time, um, and I went down to the altar. Why are you laughing? <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> this is like a setup. This isn't a That's joke. Awesome. This is awesome. It's a punchline. No, it, this pastor is really prophetic, and I really liked him. My wow. family and I really liked him. We went down to the altar, and he asked anybody who needs healing, come down to the altar. And, and I'm going, you know, today's my day, Lord. Thank you for my healing. I'm praying. And God's healing people right and left. And, 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 and and so I'm like, okay, this is this is my day. I'm going to get healed. The pastor comes over and leans over my shoulder and gets right in my ear and says, "God says not. Uh, God says not yet." That's what he said. <laughs> I'm looking around and this lady over here has a sniffle and she gets healed and this person over here, you know, I mean, it's like. It's piddling. And I'm going, I have a real complaint here, God. <laughs> I need to sleep. Um, I was so fr I was so frustrated by that answer that I started to cry. I was so angry. Mm -hmm. um, and in, in, the, in the middle of my frustration and my weeping, I heard God speak to me. And, and he said, he said, Zach, if I had not permitted you to suffer this, your children would have inherited your pride. Mm -hmm. And if there's, I, I had issues when I was younger. I still got issues. God's still working on me, but me too, buddy. But if there's one thing I never want any of my children or my grandchildren to have inherited from me, it's a prideful, rebellious mm -hmm. heart. And so when I realized that God was working humility as an inheritance for me, then I started to cry again, but it was, I was crying for gratitude right. because, mm -hmm. because this is a worthy offering. Mm -hmm. This is a worthy pursuit. And if it takes time to work that out for generations, I would rather it be worked out of me than be worked out of my sons and my daughters. That's so mm. good. Right. Mm. Again, I want them to be able to move on from the land that I've already mm -hmm. conquered. That's so good. So if you were going to, if you were going to tell somebody like in a couple of minutes or whatever, like, you need to read how to worship a king because yeah how how would how would you finish that um oh my gosh man that's uh i don't think we know what we're doing i i don't think how we understand how it affects god and i don't think we understand how it affects history and i don't think we understand how it affects the kingdom mm -hmm. Um, if mm. the gospel is the love of God demonstrated to humanity, then worship is the love of humanity demonstrated to God. And when those two things intersect, there, there's a potency that's released that changes the atmosphere of earth to match the atmosphere of heaven. Mm. If we don't understand either of those, then that potency lays dormant. So in a lot of our, a lot of our churches we're, we're dormant. Our people are dormant. Their faith is dormant. The, the power of God is dormant. And part of it is because we haven't grasped the gospel. Mm. If you leave worship out of the gospel, it's impotent. If you leave the, God, leave the gospel out of worship, it's impotent. We have to understand worship. This, 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 is the, this is the calling of the heart of humanity to love the Lord your God with all of your heart and your mind and your soul and your strength. And when I do that, I'm showing the world that I've got a God who's worthy of following. Yeah.
When we don't do that, we show the world that we've got a, uh, that we don't even believe in our own God, right? Mm. Mm, 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 mm. That was a long answer. That wasn't a short answer. I apologize. That's good. That's a great answer. That is the answer (laughs) we needed. (laughs) We we could, uh, we could, we could pray the benediction and go home after that, man. Um, Good night. Okay. Um, So in your role at Gateway, first of all, remind me how, how long you've been there. 15 years. 15 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, you know, it's one of those churches we all look to for inspiration and encouragement. And um, so thank you all the whole team. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because you, you, you challenge us and push us and encourage us. So thank you. Um, Tell me about like in your role there, what's, you know, we're all walking through this weird season, but what, what has you energized about your role at gateway right now my role is weird right now mm. so we're gonna we're gonna open a can of honest okay yeah. <clears throat> um i i i had a pretty severe burnout a couple of years ago i had already been you know we did five and six services a weekend as well as all everything we were doing during the weekdays and training teams i was also over at prayer and prophetic at a, uh, I built several, helped build several extension campuses. And one of them, I went to 7,500 in attendance, 14,000 people we were serving at an extension holy campus. Holy. That's a video venue. I mean, that's a miracle. I've never heard of anything like that. No kidding. But um, the needs of humanity, the, the needs of my life, uh, the pressure that was constantly on me, and I wasn't doing very well, and uh, and then had a tragedy that happened. And it, it, it really... Um, could push me over the edge. So Gateway was really cool. And they let me back up. They let me have some counseling, which I needed space from my family and for healing, which was so good. <clears throat> and they are giving me an opportunity to look around. So during COVID, I haven't actually been in the worst department. I've been in the care department. So I've been doing biblical counseling and crisis marriage. But what happened during COVID was... Um, the care that I was giving uh, our congregation, I ended up having worship pastors come onto my radar because some of the most broken people on the face of the earth are worship pastors. And in order to minister to the heart of a worship pastor, you kind of have to have tread their road, you know? Yeah, yeah, Uh, absolutely. You need to have been one to know what they face, what their pressures are, what their pains are. So I've been pastoring worship pastors. Wow. we have a we have the Gateway Church Network, and we have something like a hundred churches to the Gateway Church Network, and, and I've been helping some of those guys, um, and I've been helping some through other relationships. I have a small group with a, a bunch of Peruvians that I Peruvian pastors that I meet with every week. There's wow. something like a hundred Peruvian pastors that just come together, and we encourage each other and love on each other. But but part of what COVID did is it elevated the need of broken ministers, and that's what I've been doing. Mm. Mm. Wow. Well, that's something we can testify to as well. I always tell people, um, you know, like our Instagram, we have lots of fun and we laugh a lot. And that's one of the things we want to do is just, we, if we can make you laugh, we can remind you that we're all in this together. We're all facing the same stuff. Um, but then I usually follow that. What is, if, if, if I gave you access to the direct messages, you, you would be stunned Wow. by what some of the people are walking through <clears throat> and living through in their churches from all over the place. Right. And yeah. 
Um, you are exactly right, man. It's such a need. So thank you. You're thank welcome. you for doing yeah, that. That's awesome. You're welcome. Yeah. Is that, that's, I'm it, trying to figure out what that looks like as I'm, as I move forward. That's what I was just going to ask. Um, I was going to say, is that only in gateway or in that your connection of churches or are you thinking there's yeah. a possibility of that spreading? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great nice. question. That's what, that's nice. what I'm trying to figure out right now. How do, how do I do this? It, it seems like, a, it seems like father season, you know, mm-hmm. and it seems like there's enough, there's enough need. Um, uh, and I just want to, I like, I, just like my kids, I, I just want to serve so that you don't have to make the same mistakes right. I did. Yeah. And so yeah. that if you need help and if you need an ear and if you need counsel, uh, I want to be able to help, you know? So that's what I'm doing. I'm still leading worship, you know, I do things like that too. But um, I've found that there's great joy in serving worship pastors. Wow, wow that's mm. awesome. Praise so God. we that's ask, awesome. um, yeah. we call this the big room question. We ask every um, guest that comes on, and, and basically it's like this. If we could gather every worship leader, production team member, we could gather every single one of them on the planet into one giant room, and we handed you the mic, what would you be compelled to say? Um, all right. So I, I'm, a, I'm a reformation watcher. Okay. I'm, I'm a bit of a, a novice historian and I like to see why reformations happen and, and what propels. Them. For instance, when you look at the Protestant reformation, there was, there was a, there was a change in perspective of God and there was a change of theology, which opened up the, the word of God to the people of God, right? But there's also a change in technology that propelled that across the earth because the printing press was invented at the exact same time. So, so that reformation got broadcast all over the place. Um, the same thing happened in the early 20th century. I think that we are either in the middle or the tail end of one of them. There's a little place called Christ of the Nations in the 70s that started making worship tapes and sending them around. It was the first time it had ever happened. And their mailing list got into the hands of some other companies. I, I think it was Hosanna or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and the broadcasting of the worship movement began mm-hmm. to happen. For most of us that are worship pastors now, like that's kind of our fathers before us. Mm-hmm. But there's mm-hmm. never been anything like this happen in the history of the world. There's never been worship that's been this available the songs that have been coming out for the last 40 mm. years are you kidding me yes, just a yes. variety and the passion you can you can download it you can stream it you can you can have it on your on your on your pods while you're exercising and i think what's happening is i think the groom is perfuming the bride of christ for his return mm. Mm-hmm. And I think if we miss the point, if we don't understand that worship is not just a setup for a sermon, uh, Jesus didn't die for my career; he died for his for his Father's mm. kingdom. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He didn't. Absolutely. The purpose in this is not for me to have an audience; it's for the Father to have his sons and daughters. It's so Come good. On, man. Purpose in worship is not so that I can make CDs. Mm. It is the perfuming of the bride. Because the groom's coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. The Come world on. is being prepared for Christ. And listen, mm-hmm. worship leaders, if we don't get that, we're chasing our tails, mm-hmm. we're chasing our pride, we're chasing our own fame, our own glory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not preparing the bride. 
Worship is for preparing the bride. And remember, I was talking about the gospel and worship, the, the love of God demonstrated to humanity, the love of humanity demonstrated to God. That love of humanity, that's that, that's that perfume that rises, right? And when we see that in the scripture, it's incense. Mm -hmm. The incense that's brought behind the veil in the Holy of Holies, that's preparing the atmosphere for the glory of God. That's what that's for, yeah. right? Mm. Anytime you see that in the scripture, it's preparing the atmosphere for a greater move of the glory of God. Yes. And so what you're doing, friends, man, you guys, you guys are, um, you are, you are incensing the atmosphere. You are perfuming the atmosphere and the people of God for the return and for a greater move of the King of Kings. Don't miss it. My goodness. Come on. Come on, man. Let's go. This is like plenty this is like plugging into a wall outlet of like spiritual yeah. encouragement, man. I hope you guys are receiving yeah. that today, man. Zach, thank you. You're thank welcome. Thank you so much, man. And somebody who's so gen you're 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 uh it oozes out of you in a way that mm -hmm. is contagious. I see it in your eyes. I hear it in the way you laugh. And that's, um, man, that's, I, I pray that that's mm -hmm. true for me someday. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So real quick before we go, I want to make sure we, we mention uh, people can follow you on the socials, uh, yeah. uh, Instagram, find you on Instagram. And the book I'm assuming is available yeah, everywhere amazon and over covid we did you, you know jen you were talking about those mm -hmm. those teachings um i think the reason they came down is because we redid it we we did a we did a better version and, and i'm 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 really proud of of the results they did such a good job and i didn't do a bad job either <laughs> and uh it's it's just how to worship a king and there's six sessions they're for small groups they're for worship teams um, and there's also two extra sessions on there. One's for worship leaders only, one for pastors only, which of course anybody nice. can listen to. But, and you can find those on Amazon too. So you can stream them, download them, DVD awesome. them, whatever. Fantastic. So fam, we all got to go Do get it. those now, right? Do you got to get the book and get those teaching Dad, don't videos. don't forget, I got six <laughs> kids. They're, they're home. Exactly, right? <laughs> and I don't want to die of old age. I mean, let's <laughs> I want Jesus to come back. <laughs> oh, man. Zach, thank you. What a gift. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, uh, man, this was so rich. And I'd, I'd love to talk to you about Alaska sometime. Give me a call. That's a great conversation, man. Okay. Everybody I needs will. to do that. It's the last frontier. Get out. Yeah, it oh, is. And, and it's so... I'm not an outdoorsy guy. Like I'm not the Mr. Fix-It guy in my family. None of that. Yeah. But my DVR is completely filled with Alaska shows and movies about Alaska. And getting to go just for that week didn't help. It, it only made it worse. And yeah. so I, I, I want to go back so bad. Well, we're, we're praying. At, there's already begun a move uh, among the villages, the, the, the Native American tribes in Alaska. Mm, mm, and so mm. pray, pray for the move. Amen. And those, those, those people have a, connect, a spiritual connection that, uh, that when it's turned to Christ, it's, again, mm -hmm. potent. Come on. Yeah. Man, I, I have a guy, a friend that I went to high school with who I'd, I had totally lost contact with. We weren't even close when we were in high school, but... 
um, I put on Facebook right before we left, Hey, we're going to Alaska. can't wait, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, are you coming to Skagway? I said, yeah, we'll be, I'll be there in like two days. He goes, well, I live in Skagway and he, he owns an excursion company for cruise ships that come into town. And he goes, do you have your excursions booked? And I thought to myself, okay, here's, he's trying to sell me something. And that's, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it with a guy I grew up with. And he followed that with, and it'll be on the house because we went to high school together. And so he took us on an excursion that he was just developing. It, It wasn't even for sale yet. So he drove us out into the Yukon territory and we got in an ATV and we, we drove it to the top of a mountain. Oh yeah. And they, they brought a picnic lunch and there was like a glacier back there there was nobody for i don't know how many 50 miles or whatever and it was just breathtaking yeah wow. yeah and i cannot well, wait to well go now back. i'm now i'm a little bit jealous i need to get on one of those excursions <laughs> it was so good man it was so and you know we we have all kinds of dreams for worship leader probs and one of those would be like a, a retreat in alaska <laughs> You know, let's go. I can help come with us. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Absolutely. I can help make let's that happen. Let's go and teach how to worship a king. Let's do it, man. Done. Do it. Sold. That's a, that's a great idea. That's a wonderful. In fact, I was thinking about that about a month ago, and I was thinking, man, it's just expensive getting up here. People probably yeah. wouldn't want to do that, but uh, you would want to do that. Once you get there, you would oh, want to do that. Oh, gosh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I think? I think we try to lead worship without without experiencing mm-hmm. awe. Oh yeah. So you have to you have to find awe. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever it is that you find it. I don't find it in indoors. I don't find it on devices. Um, mm-hmm. in, in order for me to lead people in awe of God, I need to experience the awe of God. Mm-hmm. And for me, Amen. man, go up a mountain. Absolutely. Somebody told me before I went, whatever you think it's like, multiply that by a hundred. And I was, you know what? That may not even do it. Like, it, it, I think it might be more than a hundred. Wow. It was just breathtaking. And uh, yeah, oof. well, don't oversell don't it. We don't want people actually moving there because then. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, thank you so much for taking the time. We need to do this mm-hmm. again sometime because we just scratched the surface of some of this stuff and. Um, with your heart for the people that we're trying to, we're trying to do some of the same stuff. So, uh, we need to do this again. Sometime. I would love to, I would love to Brian, Jen, it was so good talking with both of you. Thank you for yeah. the time. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Blessings, man. Blessings to you too. You know, that... That's a conversation that's going to stick right. with me yeah. for a very, very long time. Right. It, it's just incredible. The, it, it, it's almost like it's unsuspecting because he's so just chill and saying something and then super then down to earth. Boom. Yep. Here comes the wisdom. It, it's like it blindsides boom. you. <laughs> exactly. It, just, it does. Oh man. After It totally does. I, I say after our conversation, I hopped on line and I ordered the, those trainer videos that we were talking about. I went ahead and like, Nice. Got, it's at gatewaypublishing.com. You guys, you got to get those. I get it. Not everybody's going to read nice. a book, um, but that's fine. Get the book, get the audio book if you don't want to sit down and read a book or go get those trainers and walk your team through it because it's just such incredible content.
there's a study guide as well yeah. on Amazon that we, so we jumped on Amazon afterwards as well. <laughs> I, I already had the book, but Kim wants her own copy. Yeah. And I got the study uh, guide she too. She the study guide as well. <laughs> yeah. And, that's also so awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, you're welcome, Zach. Yeah. Uh, but what a good, what a good guy, man. And uh, you know, we, I don't know how long the interview ends up being, but we talked for gosh, probably 15 or 20 minutes after we mm-hmm. stopped recording, just about all kinds of uh, hopes and dreams that we have for worship leader probs. And um, you know, Zach is just a really, it's his faith is so natural and contagious. It just yeah. comes oozing out of him. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, we really, really, uh, we had a great conversation with him. So we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, as always, man, we are super grateful that you continue to listen uh, to the Worship Leader Props podcast. Yep, yep. Remember to hit subscribe wherever it is that you're listening uh, to the podcast and do us a favor, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating with a nice review. Say something nice, drop some cool emojis in there, you know, Absolutely. reference the podcast and we might even feature your, uh, we might even feature your review <laughs> somewhere on the account. Absolutely. Um, but that's just a huge help in, in us getting the word out, spreading the word, spreading the message of this podcast, because we really believe this adds value to people's lives. And also, thank you for following us on all of the socials, at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Brian's over there blowing things up. And you can even find us on Twitter if you search the hashtag (laughs) Worship Leader Probs. Hey, and by the way, you know, I just want to say, I don't think I've ever really done this on like a live on the air, but for Jen... And for Scott, who joins us as well, you know, we're all doing this as volunteers. And so I just want to say thanks as we're headed into uh, some people that we need to thank. I want to thank you, Jen, because this is a person who is a mother of five, mm-hmm. yeah. a wife, a worship pastor, uh, as a, who is a full-time volunteer in her <laughs> church. Um, so thank you. Thanks for being a part of this. You guys continually are just so generous with with uh, your time and your wisdom. So uh, we're all beneficiaries of that. So thank you. I love it. Thanks for letting Uh, me be part. We want to thank our great friends at Maven Media Productions as well. Uh, They're helping with so many uh, aspects of the podcast, uh, the editing, the visuals, the uh, pullout sections that they're helping us to create. They are just amazing. If your church needs help, with uh, building your social media presence. You know, so many people are going to find your church on Instagram or Facebook, and then they're going to watch your live stream. And all those are, uh, that's before they ever come to physically check out a service at your church. Uh, you need a you need people you can trust to help you build that. And our friends at Maven Media Productions will do that for you. So check them out at mavenmediaproductions.com. Uh, they are wonderful, wonderful people. And a huge thanks uh, to my bro, uh, Scott Hoke, for our uh, voiceover intro. If you ever watch the Meekum car auctions, you'll hear Scott as one of the TV guys on there and just a dear brother and so grateful for him. Thanks for listening. We love you all. And until next time, deuces. Smell you later.